You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Break the ring down. Professional wrestler and professional podcaster Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlet Bordeaux. What's up, guys? Death Machine Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to the art of wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to. And you're listening. And you're listening to. You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, your ring crew here. I'm Z, and this is uh, Koenig19. Uh, first of all, I'd like to congratulate Nick. He uh, went and got married last night, so congrats, buddy. Surprised you, you're actually on the show today, but, you know. Yeah, to answer, answer, answer your question, I'm not, not that hungover. I, I got pretty messed up, but I slept it off pretty good. Well, although hungover enough to not change my background. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, there's a pay-per-view tonight, too, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're going to – Mikey's not here this week, so if the show's a little off the rails, I apologize to all the <laughs> listeners. Um. I'm pretty sure Smitty didn't get the link, so he might pop in here at some time. He might not. So we're just going to roll with it. Uh, we're gonna start with the uh, the power rankings, the PIW or PWI 500. They released the top 25 this week, and number one is John Moxley. And being uh, beyond myself, there's a lot of people on the internet that are very, very upset. He is number one, which is understandable because. Although he's the AEW champion, and although he's had a good run, I don't really think he's the best wrestler in the world right now. I would definitely have to go with uh, Adam Cole for my number one. Um, Nick, what's your take on it? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I think he just had a really good year, and combined with his, I guess you would call it, above average in-ring ability, um, you know, that, that you know, combined with all that, I guess that's why they would put him at number one. I'd probably agree with that Adam Cole comment, and there's a lot of people that even disagreed with him being in the top 25 from what I saw, which is beyond me. Who, Moxley? No, Adam Cole. They disagreed with Adam Cole being in the top 25, even though no. he was the... No, go on. Sorry, not the top, not the top twenty-five, like even in the top ten. I, I find that unbelievable. Only, I only, and I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Adam Cole mark, but 
He's the longest reigning NXT champion. He had that great run when, you know, they had those plane issues and they did like the invasion of SmackDown. He went over on Seth. He went over on Daniel Bryan. Um, so, I mean, and if we're basing this off of solely 2019, Adam Cole's your guy, you know? Um, and, and, and again, just my opinion, obviously people disagree, which is why he's number two and not number one, but, um, yeah, Smitty, what do you think? Who's your number? Who do you think John Moxley deserves to be number one on the five, top 500 power ranking? Or do you think it's somebody else? Yeah, I believe he deserves number one spot. I think you're forgetting that John Moxley throughout 2019 has not only been doing AEW, he's also the reigning United States champion in New Japan as well. Yeah, but he's only defended it one time. Actually, no, he's defended it like two or three times. We just like don't get to lose. I just kind of spit on my phone by accident. He's actually been up with uh, kind of like we also know we talked about like how Okada's side defenses, like top defenses in New Japan are like few and in between. And like, like the guy's doing double duty going and he's doing double duty overseas as well. As well as being well, I mean, not, not right now with travel restrictions, but you're talking like 2019. Yeah, throughout 2019, yes. And even before COVID, he was still pulling double duty going overseas. What, the whole COVID and lockdown stuff started in March? That's right. still no, no. Okay, so That's, you believe that he's the true number one because he's been pulling double duty. You know, double duty is a dual champion in two different companies. And this also, like, if you look at it where he is now compared to where he was in 2018 when he first got the AEW and – Everything he's been doing, and like and the improvement he's had in the ring, and everything else in between there, and how much influence he's had on the industry, which is another thing that they talked, which uh, read about the criteria to make the top one hundred, the top uh, PWI list. He he checks all the boxes. Okay, um, that's fine. So you, you're in agreement. So then, I mean, obviously, would you agree that Adam Cole is number two? Yes, because Adam Cole's had probably one of the most significant title runs over the last year and a half. All right. Now, would it be safe to say that you could plead a case? Could you plead a case that Adam Cole could be number one? Because I I personally, now, you bringing the fact that Moxley has been pulling double duty slightly changes my mind a little bit, but I still think Adam Cole is the better professional wrestler, period, than – John Moxley. A better professional wrestler, but like if you look through like only reason I, the only reason I would still argue the case is only thing um Cole has done was was has been within the walls of the WWE. The PWI list is supposed to be about the industry, not just one company. No, that's fair. That's fair. I see your point. Um, all right. So now we're there. Did you guys happen to take a quick look at the top 25? Yes, I did. Yep. Actually, I, I, I looked at the whole list and I marked some stuff down from the list and I wrote down the top 25. I believe now, granted, I'm not tech savvy like Mikey, so I don't have the ability to look at another screen while doing this. Um, That's I why I had notes right now, and I'm also got my laptop open. Yeah, I believe Brock Lesnar's number twelve, right? Uh, 
Lesnar, yes, 12. Okay, so now do you guys believe that Lesnar should even be on this list? Um, Especially. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be in the top. He should not even be in the top 50. He shouldn't have been in the top 50 at all. Okay, I, I I agree with that as well, especially with the point you just made about um, Moxley pulling double duty, and it's not what you do within the walls of one company. It's more what you do, you know, all over the world. And really, Brock hasn't done much, let alone um, – I, I don't think he's that great. I mean, he may be a big money draw just because of his name, but that, that's yeah, all the, the, the in-ring list. stuff doesn't do it for me anymore. And like his namesake and his draw power is the only reason he's so high on the list. Well, right. But I mean, really, what did Brock do in 2019? Lose. He right? lost to Rollins at uh, SummerSlam, and that's about it last year. No, he lost at Mania to Rollins, too. Oh, yeah. And then he uh, lost at Mania this year. You're right. So all brought okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, he, he, he squashed Kofi. Yeah, he squashed Kofi to get the title back to lose it to McIntyre. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. All right. So now, uh, what other kind of notes you got, Smitty? I'm intrigued. Let's hear them. Um, I was really interested with, in the top 100 that two women made the top 100. And that was uh, Kylie Ray and Tessa Blanchard. And I said, congratulations to those two women because they do something, they've done something throughout the last two years that is not really spoken about. Those two women have pushed and done intergender wrestling throughout, they've done pretty much throughout their whole careers, but they've done enough. And uh, especially Tessa, I wish, I hope, I think Tessa should have been higher, but some of the uh, rankings were affected by the whole speaking out movement and stuff like that. And Tessa's name got brought up for being a bully. So um, she got dropped to 83 while Kylie Ray came in at 78. Now, if that report doesn't come out about Tessa being an asshole, do you think she's higher ranked than she is? Yeah, I think she would at least made maybe the top 60. Do you think it's bullshit that people get dropped for not for their in-ring ability, but for political stuff outside of the ring? Yeah, because... Uh, I think Joy Ryan probably would have made the list if uh, if it wasn't for the speaking out movement. That's fair. I, I I forgot about that. There's probably a couple wrestlers that would have made this list, but they uh, they clearly don't deserve it. Like I say, Osprey dropped hell of a lot from the list. So did Dream. They shouldn't be on the list because they should be disqualified. There should be like a a human decency box that needs to be checked before you make the list. Yeah, then, um, yeah, we had to shout out to Rohit Raju. He made the 405 spot. That yeah, was, you uh, know, when I, when I originally looked at it, they had only released the top 25, so I didn't get to, I didn't get to look at the full list. And, um, the first, and like, uh, I feel like, like, uh, I was a little bit upset where, um, the first actual impact guy came on there. And the first impact guy to come on the list was, uh, Sammy Callahan. He came in, like, Sammy Callahan has a fucking workhorse. Got his character worked down. Uh, and pretty much will work with any and everybody. It's probably and it's probably one of the best heels in the business, even though I'm starting to feel his baby face uh Callahan with his feud with RVD. He came in at number 57, and that was pretty cool. All right. 
I'm I'm looking at this list right now, and I, I got the whole top 100 of on there, and I'm just the farther and farther I go down, the more it just seems like they're throwing people in there, and there's like no rhyme or reason to it. And like a perfect example is when I get down to number 97, Scorpio Sky, 97, really. Hey, I, okay, Scorpio so this. Star has a, Oh, okay. Go ahead, Z. I was gonna say this list is it, it. There's always something wrong with it. We talk about it every year, and there's always somebody that's higher, or lower, and it's virtually one guy's opinion of who the top five hundred are. And mm-hmm. what magazine? Well, nor- normally, the top ten. You know, the top ten is basically spot on i mean you might have to change one or two to a different spot but they're all like you you could argue that all of them are good within the top 10 and like you said as you go farther down the list you're like wait a minute scorpio sky he had a really good run he had a championship match he was you know he was basically the glue that held that group together in aew and he put on great matches how the fuck is he 97 so now my question, Nick, is who's number 96? 96, you have Karrion Cross. Okay, I mean, I would agree that Karrion... Well, no, because Karrion Cross came on the scene this year. So what did Killer Cross do? In Because it, this is based on 2019, correct? Because if you're basing it on... Based on most of 2019... But Karen Cross was still killer cross and he had he just ended his run in impact around March of last year. Okay. No, I'm just about March April. I'm just well, saying like, in a COVID world, you can't really base it off of this year because there's a lot of people who can't travel. There's a you know, the talent, the the rosters are thinner. The, you know, Mox can't pull double duty because you can't travel. So it, it cannot be based off of this year. It has to be based off of last year. Primarily last year. And um, let's see what else. Cross was also pretty much big on the indie circuit while he, after his uh, impact contract went up. So. Well, then you got Jungle Boy at 93. So that's, you know, four spots ahead of Scorpio Sky. I mean, Jungle Boy really didn't do a whole lot that I can recall in 2019 other than, you know, Make right, it's more so Jungle Boy's been getting hot recently. Like, since right. COVID hit, they've given him a little bit more of a push. But before that, he hasn't really done anything. That's why the, the, this list, you know, the more I look at this list, the more infuriated I get with it, because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, they didn't show more love for impact. That's one of my real things about the list. Well, I mean, AEW was heavily, heavily, you know, featured in the top 25. Jericho came in at number three. Jericho came in at number three, but you can't deny Jericho with everything Jericho done. I'm not, I'm not arguing at all. I think Jericho is perfect. In fact, if I, if if I had to redo the top 10, I think the only thing I would change in, in my personal opinion it would be adam cole moxley jericho instead of moxley adam cole jericho and uh also like jericho's another guy who's, who's been pulling double like he was on double duty overseas throughout the last couple of years as well 
I, I don't know if that was just me, but I, I lost I lost your audio. Uh let me grab my headphones. I uh I have mine on today, but they are not syncing to my phone for some reason. So I'm without headphones. All right. So since you know you Nick, what uh do you have any other uh comments, concerns about this list since you got it right in front of you? Um, not really. I mean, like Nick Aldis at number 15 for me, I think he could have been a couple of spots higher. I'm, um, you know, NWA up until COVID started, he's a fantastic heel. He's, uh, he's a very believable character. It's like, it's his own persona translated into the ring and into that company and he's a great wrestler. I think he could have been a little bit higher. Um, but, you know, like we said, there's just, it's just a mishmash, you know, it's just kind of all over the place. So, and it's one guy's opinion, you know, we could all make different lists and they would, there would be some very stark contrasting opinions with all of them. So, yeah, uh, I, mean, I- I I would personally, again, just my opinion, but I think Nick Aldis should be maybe in the top ten, like number ten, maybe number eleven, just outside. Yeah. Um, but to be in the top twenty-five, you're the best at what you do in whatever company you work in, right? Because sure, I think sure. number twenty-five is Walter, right? And nobody's going to argue that Walter isn't the best competitor they have in. NXT UK and for that matter if they were to promote him to NXT or the main roster he the, his skills would carry over and he'd still be the big name that he is no matter where he goes so you know he was he a big not, man before he got to NXT UK well right so I'm, I'm just saying you know like the the top 25 the top 50 um it, it's going to be you know, the best workers from each company, which is fucked up that impact doesn't touch the list till 57. But we, we've said it before and I'll say it again. Impact doesn't get the, the respect it deserves. It's one of the, you know, in my opinion, it's one of the best promotions going today. That's on TV and it's fun. It's fun to watch. There's really nothing bad I can say about Impact right now. And yet they still don't get the credit they deserve coming in with their first guy at, you know, number 57. But they also had, like, they also have the uh, top two women in the top 100. They only have the only two women in the top 100 as well. But that's it. That's why I said that. Charlotte didn't break the top 100 for women. Charlotte Flair didn't even make the list. Nope. See now that's you know that's real fucked up because I think she's I mean beyond WWE she's one of the best period. But see the six women I've saw on the list these are all women that wrestle intergender matches. Okay, but why? But I, that I, that doesn't make sense to me. So because these women wrestle men, they're better than the other women. I I I don't 
feel that. that to I you. think it's the reason that they made the they made the list with the man because usually PWI does the top one hundred top uh, top hundred top one hundred women's list as well. They usually do not usually drops in October. Oh, okay, so they do a separate list for but see now I think that's fucked up, especially since they're they're taking the they're trying to take the the women's title you know off of it and just calling everybody superstar so everybody's equal and even so people like i mean becky lynch should be in the top 500 top 100 top 50 especially for last year charlotte Mm -hmm. should be there every fucking year as far as i'm concerned along with tessa blanchard even though she's a piece of shit um she in my opinion, deserves to be in the top 100 of all wrestlers, not just the top of, you know, of women or whatnot. That you, Z? We lost your, I lost your visual. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still here, guys. I'm just getting a phone call. Hold on. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but I like to, I love the fact that women made the list in general. Right, but I mean, and these the are two. I just women I'm actually a fan of. The in ring work entirely raised. Actually, also one of the nicest people. Like I uh, kind of ran her while we were in Chicago, and she's like one of the nicest women I think I've ever met in my life. She really I does live her persona. Gimmick. She's what Bailey should have been. Her like a combination of her and what Allie was when she was in Impact. That's what Bailey should have been. But they kind of. Just, I feel like the like Bailey's more of a watered down Kylie Ray. Was a watered out baby face. Bailey was a watered down Kylie Ray. The whole hugging thing. All right. So, I think uh, Nick. Any other comments before we move on from this list? Because I think now we're just doing a dead horse. <laughs> no. All right. Now, um, did you guys happen to catch SmackDown, more specifically the end of SmackDown on Friday night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so we have a new Paul Heyman guy. And Nick, what do you think about it? Well, that was the last thing I expected to see, honestly. Um, you know, on one hand, I'm kind of okay with it, but then on the other hand, I still get frustrated with the fact that WWE just pretends like shit never happened. You know, it was literally one year ago, almost to the day, when you had this feud between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman is doing these candid interviews about Roman Reigns and how you know, he, you know, just all the shit with Brock Lesnar, and and then now they're on the same team. It, it just something about it just doesn't sit right with me. But on the other hand, like I said, I'm I'm kind of okay with it because it is kind of out of nowhere, like carrying on to the you didn't see that coming shit. Um, I will say this though, Paul. I think all they're doing is what exactly what they were going to do after WrestleMania. Like, had Roman had the match, had Roman won the title, I think he was going to become a Paul Heyman guy either way, only because in interviews leading up to WrestleMania, Paul Heyman was talking about how he would love to manage Roman Reigns. And Roman, you know, he'd always put Roman over, kind of planting the seeds for this to happen. But 
it is it was in you know i liked it because everyone's like oh he's the leader of retribution and i was like no 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 they want you to think he's the leader of retribution he probably has nothing to do with it this is your red herring this is this is how they they're gonna surprise people from now on they're gonna throw a bunch of shit at you so you think it's all that and then they're gonna you know uh unveil the real leader or whatever of retribution so when roman said when roman said that before they panned into paul and he was like and that's not a prediction that's a spoiler and i was like oh shit like that like <laughs> them, and then it went over to paul Heyman and the contract and everything and i'm not gonna lie i marked out like Allie came running into the room she's like what's wrong and i was like nothing like i'm just really excited right now because i've always I hope that they they don't give Roman a script. I hope that it's bullet points, and then when he stumbles, Paul's there to save him as far as talking on the mic. Because let's be honest, it, Roman Reigns as a whole, that was the only issue. It wasn't his in-ring work. It wasn't he didn't look the part. It was always he's terrible on the mic. And he was getting better. And mm-hmm. he seems to be better when he's not given a script, when he just can be himself out there. So now you have, hopefully, Roman's going to be a heel, so it's just going to be himself turned up to 100. So it should be a lot easier to talk on the mic. And if he stumbles, he's got Paul. So, I mean, I really don't see a downfall to this. And I still think it's he could potentially still be the leader of Retribution, only because... Roman was there, and they did not show up Friday. Mm-hmm. Maybe, what do you think? Uh, initially, shock and awe. That was shock and awe to a certain. Also, uh, I'm, I'm like, oh, are they really trying to push AJ Styles out the door of that right now? AJ originally said he wanted to go to SmackDown because he. Work with Paul Heyman all raw, and now here's. Um, I really feel like after the initial shock, and I was like, "Do I feel like they're reaching for something?" Yeah. Okay, so it's okay. So you're here too. I'm sure. Like, before I. I'm no. I'm sorry, Smitty. I I didn't hear a word you said. You sounded like a robot. Okay, so I said that um I had initial shock and all. After the shock and all wore off, I started thinking about it. First things was, do uh like I know AJ Styles and like I I follow AJ Styles on Twitch and um he answered some questions. He was, did a Q and A after the whole talking shop of mania. And one of the reasons he said he left uh, Raw because he didn't want to work with Paul Heyman. And now, surprise, here's Paul Heyman on Raw now. I mean, SmackDown now. But, so I, I had that thought too. But here's the difference is on Raw, Paul's the boss. On SmackDown, he's just the talent. He's just the manager. So if AJ doesn't want to fucking talk to him, look at him, whatever, he doesn't have to. Where on Raw, if Paul told him to do something, he'd have to listen because Paul's his boss. Hey, scars run deep when you screw somebody's when you screw somebody's friends over. All right, cool. Maybe Paul gets punched in the mouth backstage, but still, he's not <laughs> working for Paul Heyman. And 
I mean, obviously you have AJ drop the belt because after Roman wins tonight, you're going to run an AJ Roman program, right? Uh, I don't know. Is, is, did AJ have a, a sudden face turn? Because last time I checked, AJ was a heel as well. Uh, see, right now, in in I don't know what they're trying to do, but to me, he's like toting that in between line where he does do or say heelish stuff, but he's not a full blown heel. Like they had, they had Sammy. You know, Sammy came back on SmackDown claiming that he's the rightful Intercontinental Champion. Oh, and, yeah, we're getting, so we're getting Razor uh, Michaels. No, you're get you're probably tonight. If not tonight, it'll be next uh, Friday. You're going to get a triple threat between um, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. Well, I think they'll wait till Night of Champions. Yeah, however they want to do it. Whatever pay-per-views next week, you know, that will be the one that they fight at. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'd like to also... Just like anything, I feel like WWE's they're doing whatever they can to reach Roman. But hey, I said I'm still going. I'm gonna let it play out before I actually make any judgment. Gotcha. All right. So now, oh, Kido Omega made a statement about being on the Thunderdome. By the way, what's that? Kido Omega was called on Thunderdome, and he issued a statement about he was having fun and how AEW doesn't care if they watch other product. I mean, they shouldn't. I mean, if you're if you're a professional wrestler, right? You love the sport of wrestling, so I mean, there there should never be a reason that you don't get to watch the 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 thing you love. Like, if you work for WWE, you should be able to watch AEW. In fact, it should be homework so you know what your competition is doing. Well, what was it? It was that one uh, Scottish team that was back in 2007, the Highlanders. Uh, yeah, back in 2007, one of the Highlander guys got caught at an Impact show, and apparently, after having the Highlanders drop the Raw titles, they had the guy fired like a week after. Well, that's just like what happened to Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs was a writer for WWE, said hi to some friends who were working for AEW or signing with AEW or whatever it was, and was fired the next day simply for saying hi to his friends and taking a picture with them and posting it on fucking social media. That's fucked up. Like, I'm sorry, and I understand that it's pro- it was probably in his contract that he couldn't do that, but the fact that some company can tell you who you can and cannot be friends with is fucked up to me. Well, that yeah, kind of so goes, that kind of goes into the whole. Like... All right, Nick, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that kind of goes into like the whole Sony Deville thing when she had that incident last week where, you know, someone was trying to abduct her and Mandy Rose was in her house, but they're in the middle of this giant feud. Um, you know, where at one point it was going to be a loser gets their head shaved match, but you know, in real life they're, they're hanging out, you know, and a lot of, uh, I, I read an article, I think yesterday, the day before that, you know, there's a lot of the internet community that thinks that Sony should be fired and Mandy should be fired. And, oh, it was uh Cor- Cornette, Cornette on his podcast. Yeah. 
Well, Cornette's a piece of shit. Right. Yeah, Cornette is a piece of shit. But also for the first the first like day, day and a half that this story broke, they didn't announce who the other person in DeVille's house was. It was they, they announced it the day went with the court. Yeah, and then it came out that it was, you know, Mandy Rose by her real name. But I yeah, I don't think people that, should be heard. The, 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 Go ahead, Smitty. The court. Smitty, are you in your basement right your now? I'm, no, I'm in my home. Can you like go room. on your porch or something? Because you are breaking up so incredibly bad. Let me see if my Wi-Fi is on real quick. <laughs> breaking down the internet. Yeah, for real. No, but he, I mean, he, he has been breaking up. Yeah. Is he back? Did he leave? All right. Anyway, Nick, um, any other, any other thing you want to talk about before we get into our picks for payback tonight? Um, yeah, carrying uh, cross and the, and the whole, NXT four-way coming up on Super Tuesday. Solid. I forgot all about that. So now um, let's get your take on it, and then we'll go into mine, and we'll see if Smitty can talk. Um, I'm back. It sounds better. We're, okay, so yeah. if you missed it, we're, we've moved on to Karrion Cross vacating the title and the four-way that's happening on Tuesday to determine your next NXT championship. Go ahead, Nick. Um, uh, you know, that match with him and Keith Lee last weekend was a, a really good match. And then, you know, it just, it's, it's heartbreaking actually, you know, for a guy that you're seeing get pushed really hard like that and dominating and, and taking over that brand. And then all of a sudden Wednesday, he comes out in the sling and, and he's going to be out for an extended period of time, it's like, damn, that just throws this huge wrench into everything. And then, you know, uh, but I guess the silver lining is we're going to see a match that in many people's eyes, including myself, that's really a dream match that we're going to see on, on Tuesday. You're going to get a 60 minute Ironman match with uh, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor. I mean, if you'd have told me that I'd see that match, a week ago, I'd be like, well, yeah, right. When the fuck are we going to see that? Now we're going to see it in three days. This uh, this is the first time WWE in a, in a long time. So I've been watching wrestling for about 30 years. So having a first time ever is very, very hard to come across um, for me. So when, when Real, William Regal was like, oh, for the first time ever, I'm like, yeah, okay. He's like, a fatal or not a fatal four-way because it's not one fall to the finish, but a four-way 60-minute Ironman match. Yeah, never seen that before. And I couldn't think of four better competitors that I would sit there for an hour and want to watch than the four man that that he picked. What do you think, Smitty? I'm actually excited about this one. Uh, actually, um, it takes a lot for me to get excited about to watch anything in the WWE product right now in this one. It, it takes it takes all the boxes. It's four really great competitors. It is a unique match, which there's not too many of those out there nowadays. And um, 
Like you, you got to the other hand, use the four guys that you will love, that you're gonna love watching, and they're gonna tear the house down for the complete first or second half of NXT. All right, next question: Who wins? That is also because I'm I'm actually torn between Balor and Cole. What do you think, Nick? Um, I'm torn between Balor and Champa because you know they dropped that. That that snippet that Champa never really lost the title, um, so yeah, I think it's between those two. Uh, in my opinion, Champa's always been better at chasing the title than actually holding it. He, it's kind of like that that Ambrose Moxley thing where he, he chasing the title, he's really good and you get really behind him. But then when he has the title, it's kind of boring. Um, I'm gonna let more, my more, more. That's more so Moxley than Champa because Champa seems to to get the title and then get injured, and like it seems to be a reoccurring thing. Um, I think Balor's gonna take it. They were in the middle of giving him this this big push for the UK brand, so if they give it to Balor with UK starting up now, the Walter match could potentially be champion versus champion instead of just Finn going for that championship belt. I mean, you don't even have to make it a championship match anymore. You can just do champion versus champion on the next takeover. If that's the route they go. Plus I'd love to see Finn win it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Adam Cole. He's coming off the longest run and I have a feeling he'll be going to the main roster sooner rather than later. Um, and I think that's why like, uh, this week, on NXT, you had Kyle O'Reilly versus who the fuck is um, Drake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was because they beat up Drake. But what is I found, fu- yeah, what I found funny about this is Roddy's the one who need him, and Adam Cole's the one who like took him out like after the beating. So why Kyle O'Reilly? Like he, Kyle O'Reilly didn't really do anything to Drake, but he's the one that faces Drake. And I'm assuming it's a size thing. Drake looks yeah. a little bit bigger next to Kyle O'Reilly than he does. And Kyle O'Reilly's the, sm- Kyle O'Reilly's the smallest guy in the undisputed era. <laughs> right. But, you know, Cole wasn't there this week. And it was just the three of them. And honestly, I think you could bump Cole up to the main roster and leave those three down, and they could still have the same dynamic that they do. Um, going forward, thoughts, concerns, Smitty, Nick. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, especially because, like, you know, Adam Cole, you can already kind of feel that separation from him and Undisputed Era. So, yeah, I definitely think I would agree with that. All right, now. Did anything cool happen on Raw? I, I don't really remember. Oh, Keith Lee versus Orton. Let's talk about that because that, that's a big one. That goes um, in the payback. What's that? That goes in the payback because there's another that's one of the matches that payback. Yep. Tonight. Um yeah, so we we talked about it last week. Um how we were worried that, you know, with Keith Lee coming up to the main roster and going to Monday night raw that they would kind of fumble his main roster debut, which 
they did slightly. They changed his music, which people weren't happy about. And his gear. And he came to the ring in what kind of looked like a skirt. Um, but you you come up to the main roster and your very first feud is Randy Orton. I feel like you're going to be okay on the main roster because whether or not he goes over tonight at payback, you know, Orton's going to make him look like a million dollars. Nick, what do you think? Uh, I was a little shocked at first when uh, you heard that different entrance music and, you know, then I read that it had a lot to do with the guy that wrote his entrance music in NXT wanted a hell of a lot more money now that it's on Raw. So which makes, which makes sense. I mean, it's you're you're everybody is getting a pay bump, right? Like Keith Lee gets a pay bump for going to the main roster, so shouldn't the guy who wrote the music get some more royalty money? I mean, that's great I mean, his talking, world, but that's his royalty money is also straight royalty money because he doesn't work for the company anymore. All right, go on, Nick. Sorry for interrupting. No, no. Um, but you know, the match that he started to have on Raw was seemed like a pretty decent match. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of what they're doing with his uh, his his ring gear. It, it does kind of look like a skirt, and it kind of reminds me of what Samoa Joe usually wears a little bit. Um, but I agree with what you said that tonight, no matter who wins that match, Keith Lee is going to be made to look like a star already where um, as much as he already is making himself look, uh, look to be a star. Um, it's kind of a coin toss and, you know, we'll get into it when we talk about our predictions, but um, I, I've got Randy going over in that one still. Uh, Smitty, what's your take on it? Like I'm on the fence. Like I said, I agree. Like the music, the gear, I'm not behind. But like, you, you can't get any bigger right now in this company. Right now, especially as a debut, feuding up Randy Orton. So it's one of that's like it's depending on where they go after this is what I where I'm gonna make my put my two cent in. Really? Okay. I was like, so what, do you, what do you do after? But let's play a little fantasy booking here. If Keith Lee loses tonight, but loses in strong fashion, like looks like a million bucks, but RKO, RKO out of nowhere, boom, match is over. Are you upset? Are you, but, you know, like, are you upset that he debuted and lost to someone like Randy Orton? Or is it acceptable because it's Randy Orton? I think, um, I think he's like I think he's going down because they want to prolong the McIntyre uh, or the feud. So like if he goes out in a strong fashion, like that, it depends on what they do after the whole Orton thing. This Orton deal is over. I'm not it, even worried about the feud. It sounds like yeah, at some point in the near future, Keith Lee is going to turn heel and go for the WWE Championship. So, I mean, if, they, if that all comes to fruition, then awesome. Then I'm all about whatever they're doing. I'm all about him coming up. Um, they need they need star power right now, especially without fans. Oh, and, and I'm going to backtrack here for a minute, guys. But 
I really wish with this fatal four with this four way sixty man Iron Man match that's going on on Tuesday, I really wish there was a real crowd because that although the match is I mean there's no doubt in my mind that this match is going to be amazing, but having a real fan base and a real crowd cheer you on in this match would just give it an extra level of you know specialness. Well, yeah, I understand that because like AEW just did a live. Uh, what was it Saturday? They did uh or Thursday? They had their first live crowd, and dude, I got goosebumps when Jericho came out when the whole crowd started doing his intro music. That uh, that is actually what made me realize there was a crowd there because normally they have talent all throughout the stands and everything, and it was when everyone started singing his song. That I was like, oh shit, they have an actual crowd because I saw like a little, a little kid and his father, and I saw like a couple teen. Like they clearly weren't, weren't talent or you know some indie guy that was sitting in the crowd. It was an actual fan base, which was kind of nice actually. Smitty, you're moving in slow motion again. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, Let's move on to our uh, payback Dude, for tonight. I just went off my... What? What's that? There, I'm back. Okay, cool. Yeah, you, you were still there. You just weren't doing it. I'm back. I should be back in normal speed. All right, we're going to get hey. into our, our picks for payback now. Um, does anybody... Okay, so I'm, I'm going to have to like get out of the video to go. So does anybody have the scorecard in front of them? Yeah. Yep. And let me just say I'm fucking pissed that I forgot to do my emergence card. I pulled it up and earlier in the day while I was working and I started to do it and then I got a phone call and it just left me. And then, you know, 11:30 at night, Mikey's like, "Boys, scorecard." I was like, "Son of a bitch." Actually, I filled mine out cuz I can't get it to my BDR Smitty, so I started a new one. I used my other my backup one. I uh, I am a child, and I was not reminded to do it, so therefore I forgot to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I've been filling things out on my backup uh, scorecards account because I can't get into my PDR Smitty one. Yeah, well, I hope you know that we voted and none of your shit counts, so cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually in a fucking lead. Fuck you guys. That's fine. I mean, your BDR Smitty hasn't filled out a scorecard in over a month, so I don't. That's I don't because know I can't get into the motherfucker. That is not my problem. <laughs> That's a you problem. Yeah, totally you problem. So, therefore, you know, That's case, I'm not taking no Nick. punishment either. Man. Fuck you, Nick, guys. Nick. Neither one of us have to do a punishment because Smitty's got a big fat zero. No, I'm not, I'm not, like, hey, look, if I can't fill out the cards, I'm not, I'm not doing a punishment. Fuck off. I filled out the cards. I just couldn't do it through that one account. Yeah, so we know. Let me log in. Just fucking with you. Calm down. Relax. Uh, it, it looks um, so me and Nick, uh, to give you guys a heads up, me and Nick did not get to fill out our emergence scorecards. Right, so it, it's looking like one of us will definitely be doing the punishment this month. <laughs> So I uh, hope you're ready because it's going to be electrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the most electrifying punishment in podcast and entertainment. Absolutely. 
All right, so what's the first match on the uh, scorecard, Nick? We've got Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Oh, kick it off. And I've I've got... I'll just I'll go into mine. Uh, Randy Orton by pinfall with six near falls, fourteen minute match time, one minute before the first RKO attempt, and yes to more than one punt. All right, Smitty, what do you got? Yeah, I also have Randy Orton winning by pinfall. I have four near falls, a seventeen minute match time, four minutes before the first RKO attempt, and yes to more than two punt attempts. All right, so I have Keith Lee by pinfall, four near falls, 15-minute match time, two minutes before the first RKO attempt, and no, there will not be more than one punt attempt. You said two, not one. What's that? This is more than two. I see more than one. Mine says more than one. More than one punt attempt. Never mind that. I'm looking at my right I know I, I know numbers are hard, Smitty, but that's a one, <laughs> not a two. All right, the next match yeah, we well, have yes, is Corbin versus Riddle. Uh we have winner, fall type, uh match time over ten minutes, and fight before or after the match. Smitty, what you got? Uh, I got Riddle winning by submission. Match is under ten minutes and no to a fight before or after. All right, Nick, what do you got? I've got Riddle by pinfall, yes to over 10 minutes, and no to a fight. I have the exact same thing as Nick. I have Riddle winning by pinfall with the match being over 10 minutes, but there will be no fight. Next match is Big E versus Sheamus. We have winner, fall type, aerial moves, and finishers. I'm going to kick this one off. I have Big E winning by pinfall. Two aerial moves and two finishers. Nick, what you got? Uh, I have Big E winning by pinfall, three aerial moves and two finishers. All right, Smitty, what you got? Smitty. Smitty. All right, well, we have technical difficulties, but I can guarantee you that Smitty has Big E winning. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would be willing to put money on it. So, um, all right, Nick, we're going to move on to the next one until Smitty comes back from whatever digital break he's taking now. So the next match on the card <laughs> is Rollins and Murphy versus Dominic and Ray. Uh, we have winner, fall type, who makes the fall, who takes the fall, aerial moves, back. and more than three. That's right, Smitty, three, not two, six, one, nines. Are you back? You tell yeah. me. Yeah. All right, give, uh, me your, give me your picks for Big E and Sheamus. Big E, winning by pinfall, three aerial moves, two finishes. All right, so now we're back to the Mysterios versus the Rollinses. Um, Nick, what do you got? I've got Dominic and Ray finally going over by pinfall. Dominic's going to pin Buddy Murphy. Uh, six aerial moves. I have yes to more than three six one nines. I was a little concerned about this one because when they both do a six one nine at the same time, I'm thinking that's two six one nines. 
So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I see what you're thinking here. So, yeah, I put yes to that. We got to go to Daniel on that one. Would that count as two or one? Um, I, I'm assuming that would be two. That would be two separate because there's two people doing one, six, one, nine. So that would be one, six, one, nine from Ray and one, six, one, nine from Dominic. So I, I'm going to just assume that that would be considered two. All right. So my turn. Um, yes, it's your turn, Smitty. I've got uh, the Mysterio boys winning by pinfall. Dom was going to pin. Buddy, don't call me Murphy. Uh, six aerial moves. And yes, the three or more 619s. Because I think they're both going to hit one and they're going to hit a dual one on somebody. Um, I have Dominic and Ray winning by pinfall with Dominic pinning Buddy Murphy. Six aerial moves, and I picked no. There will not be more than three six one nines. So next is the United States Championship match: Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Cruz. We have winner, ball type match over ten minutes. Yes or no? Uh, Hurt business promo or entrance promo? Uh, yes or no? And three near falls. Or and near false. Spoiler alert, I just gave you my, my pick. Um, so I'll kick this one off. I have Bobby Lashley winning by submission. The match will not be over 10 minutes. The Hurt Business will have an entrance promo, and there will be three near falls. Smitty, what you got? I got Lashley by submission, no to uh, being over 10 minutes. I have no to a promo for near falls. Uh, you you got to be real happy about this one, Smitty, because no matter what, a black guy is going to win. Yeah, Wakanda forever, my homie. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, what do you got? Uh, I've got Bobby Lashley by submission, no over 10 minutes, yes to an entrance promo, and four near falls. All right, moving on, we have the Women's Tag Team Championship match with – Shayna Baszler and Haystacks Calhoun versus <laughs> uh, <coughs> Sasha Banks and Bailey. This one we have winner, fall type, who takes the fall, who makes the fall. Submission, rope break, uh, number, and will Sasha and Bailey attack each other at any time? Nick, what do you got? Uh, I've got Calhoun and Baszler going over. Um, by submission, Baszler is going to make the fall. Banks is going to take the fall. Uh, three rope breaks, and there will be a Sasha Bailey attack on each other. I I ha- also have Baszler and Jax winning by pinfall. Shayna making the fall. Sasha taking the fall. Two uh, submission rope breaks, and yes, there will be a fight between Sasha and Bailey. Smitty, what you got? I got Team BJ winning by submission. Baszler's going to tap out Bailey. Three rope breaks and yes to attack. I think this sparks the whole inevitability of that since they've been doing us since SmackDown went to Fox, that uh, Rome's going to be universal and Bailey, I mean, uh, Sasha's going to be the women's, the girl. 
This is going to spark that off. Okay. Now we get into your main event. At least I'm assuming this is the main event. Uh, the triple threat between Bray Wyatt, uh, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman. I have the winner being, or I'm sorry, uh, for this one we have winner, fall type, who takes the fall, near falls, Superman punches, will a chair be used as a weapon, will the announce table be destroyed, and will Paul Heyman make an appearance? Uh, Nick, what do you got? Oh, man. Um, I've got Roman by pin. He's going to pin Braun Strowman. Eight near falls. Three Superman punches. Yes to a chair. Yes to announce table being destroyed. And yes to Paul Heyman. Smitty, what you got? I got Reigns winning, pinning Bald Strowman. Six near falls. Six Superman punches. Yes to a chair. Yes to a table. Yes to the hymen. Yeah. You, you, love hymen. It when there's a, you love it when there's a hymen, don't you, Smitty? Wait, do I look like the Velveteen, do I look like Velveteen Dream? I, I, you know, I don't know. Do you? No. All right. I have Roman Reigns winning by pinfall. Strowman's going to take the fall in his new... Sergeant Slaughter meets Hardy Boy Gear. Um, near falls will be four. There will be at least five Superman punches. Um, chair will be used as a weapon. Announce table will be destroyed. Paul Hyman will make an appearance. So now we get into match placement. Uh, we have your opening match, your third match, your fifth match, and your main event. I'll kick this one off. Uh, I have Big E and Sheamus as the opening match. I have Riddle versus Corbin in the third match. I have the women's tag match and then the universal title as your main event. What you got? Uh, Uh, I've got Riddle and Corbin opening it up. Uh, with the U.S. Championship for match three. Match five, I have the Mysterios and Rollins and Murphy, and then the Universal Championship as your main event. Smitty, what you got? I have Big E and Sheamus starting it off. The U.S. title at number three, the women's tag at number five, and the Universal as a main. Mm, Perfect. Do you guys remember this poster? From about 18 months ago? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it turns out Daniel and his band of losers have decided to challenge us again for, uh, I, I don't know, for pride at this point because we're already undefeated at 3-0. and But Mikey went and up the ante on Twitter, and we will be taking on Pro Wrestling Scorecards from now to the end of the year um, in kind of like a, a gauntlet match type deal, and the winner will uh will prevail. So we we will prevail, guys. But uh, Mikey also made it so that if we do happen to lose to Daniel 
Daniel's team during one of these months, our whole team is going to have to do this electrifying punishment. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, yeah. I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I, I'm not really worried about it because uh, if history proves anything, I mean, based on the last, I don't know, 30 pay-per-views, we're constantly outscoring pro wrestling scorecards. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty confident, I got to say. Um, well, unfortunately, Nick, I'm pretty sure Daniel came in tied for second. I know his band of misfits don't really do shit, so Daniel's probably the biggest threat here. But it doesn't matter, because every time they go up against us, we fucking destroy them. Like, literally, like, we, we haven't lost. We've done it three times, and each time they lose handily. The only problem we have is when Nick faces debts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's he's the one intergender match and <laughs> barely comes out on top. Yeah, right. I mean, I I almost lost to that. She is a very fierce competitor, but once again, they can't hang with the best. It's just hey, look. It's what we do. Do I need to Chris Mario or Jess this time? I need somebody um, new. It's so it the way I. The way I believe it's set up, and Mikey can talk more about this next week, but the way I believe it's set up is it's team versus team. So it would be total score versus total score of each team, but I believe the highest scoring person, like, for example, let's say Mikey has the highest score on this pay-per-view. He gets 10 points for our team. And let's say Daniel's the second highest scorer of the team. So he would get eight points for his team and so on and so forth with the lowest scoring person getting zero points for their team. So then going forward, it would be a point scale each month. And whoever has the most points at the end of the year would be the winner. At least that's, that's how I've taken it. I don't know if that's the exact way we're doing it like i said mikey can touch upon that next weekend or cut a video sometime this week explaining the exact rules of this competition so pws bdr4 is a year long the rest of the year yeah so it's a four it's september october november december so four months they, oh, happy they birthday can't, to they me. can't beat us in a single match, so they have to draw this thing out for four fucking months to hopefully pull out a win, which they won't, and we know it's it. It's the Iron Team match. <laughs> um, also, if uh, I believe if PW Scorecards gets a fifth person, we are going to have Walt join our team. But again... Mikey can touch upon that next week because I really don't know the full details on all of that. But we may we may add an actual knowledgeable black man to the show for a couple. What of do years. you mean? I'll score you uh, most of the time. So Smitty, there's going to be some competition, man. There's going to be you do re- you do realize I I outscore you most of the time. Wait, we're not talking about the pack. This is not <laughs> practice, okay. We're not talking about practice. I'll score you all this all this month. Well, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, really. 
<laughs> and and in fact, you have not because guess what? You got a big fat zero. <laughs> I've outscored you this month. No, you didn't. BDR Smitty has not has not had a single cannot hold a candle to to the high on Brian Zoman. There's a big goose egg there, buddy. Yeah, wrong big fat zero. Smith has beaten you. Say wrong South Smith has beaten you. Emergency six takeover 56 53. SummerSlam 83 76. Emergency hey. 2 48 to nothing. You <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to dispute that last one. I mean, granted. I probably would have gotten a lower score because I, I I watch Impact, but I always watch Impact a day or two later, so I don't really know what's going on. So therefore, I probably would have got less of a score. But <laughs> it doesn't matter because if you're not on the right name, you don't get the right points, Smitty. Um, Dude, what you mad? I've been trying to log into that fucking thing all like for all months. That's why I've been using this other one. Um, yeah, we should talk to Daniel about getting your other one in our faction, so that way it's all together. Because I really hate being the top scorer and then finding out that you scored three more points than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what um, was that? So SummerSlam. Or no, that over. was a takeover when you got. I had fifty three and you had fifty six. Yeah, but it wasn't shown in the actual faction. All right, guys, uh, that's all I have. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about this week? Shout out to our opponents, PW Scorecards. Come get get our gear at breakingdownring.com. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, your ring crew is out. I'm Z. I'm Mister Smith Kishi. Konik 19. And that's all for us today, guys. Have a good week.